You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Molly, God be praised on this, the day of your baptism, that today you are adopted into the family of God, where God is your Father and Jesus is your brother. In your baptism, Jesus clothes you with Himself and His robe of righteousness and His perfection, and all of your sins are forgiven. You have been marked with the sign of the Holy Cross and given the blessed name of the Holy Trinity, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and you are, by the Lord's mercy and forgiveness, made an inheritor of all of the gifts of the kingdom of God. Your Father in heaven, who knows how to give good gifts, has all of these gifts for you today. And we, your brothers and sisters in Christ, also have the great joy of witnessing this, the Lord having His mercy on you, this your baptism. And we rejoice that we share in the same gift. That we are the baptized. That the Lord Jesus has taken hold of us and of our sin, and that He has washed us and made us clean, and even more, He has given us the treasure of His righteousness and His holiness. And this is a pure joy. It's an, it's an overflowing of the Lord's kindness from the cross that He brings to us this peace and comfort that He won there in that sacrifice. It seems, Molly, and to all of you, the baptized, it seems that Jesus is not only content to die for the sins of the world, but that He will track down sinners individually to give them the gifts of the cross. That, that is the forgiveness of all of your sins. And this is not only what happened today in your baptism or whenever you were baptized, but it's also exactly what Jesus is describing in the Gospel text from Luke 15, which has three beautiful parables. We heard the first two. They are the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the prodigal son. And these are parables about you. The shepherd has a hundred sheep. Ninety-nine of them behave themselves. (laughs) They stay close to the shepherd. Just what they're supposed to do. But one wanders off. And the parable that Jesus has today is asking this question, which one are you? There's the second parable. A woman has ten drachma, silver coins. Nine do what they're supposed to. They stay in the purse. (laughs) But one goes and is lost in the dust. And the parable asks, which are you? There's the parable of the prodigal son, which you know. It has the same idea. The father has two sons. One stays close at hand and serves the father in obedience, while the other one takes his inheritance and he spends it on sin. And the parable asks the question, Which are you? Now, Jesus originally told these parables to the Pharisees who were there grumbling at Jesus. Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners. And they said, And they said, how could you? And you know, you know who the Pharisees thought they were in the text. They were the sheep who lives, who lived in the shepherd's shadow. They thought that they were the righteous ones. That they had done well. That they had pleased God. 
by their works and by their obedience. And look, so do you. Each of us has this little Pharisee that lives inside of us, and we call it our sinful flesh, and it's given over to this kind of pride. Now, I don't know, and I'm, I really almost have to apologize, I do not know exactly how to get at this pride which sits in each one of us. But it's what Jesus wants to get at in the text. Uh, I think a good sermon would take you right up to the edge of your sinful heart and you would peer over into the abyss that is your terrible pride and you would see it for what it is. But I don't know how to get you there, so you have to help me and get there a bit yourself. We have to first know that Jesus is telling these parables for us. Because each one of us wants to think of ourselves as a good person, or at least not that bad. Of the sheep that hasn't wandered off. Of the coin that stayed where it's supposed to. Of the son that has made his father proud. That we are Christians with lives marked with good works, or at least with good efforts. You know this about yourself? That you want to think of yourself this way? And, and the irony of it is that, is that this part of us that we think is the best part of us, our good works, is in fact the most dangerous thing for us in this life. For this is pride. And this pride does two things. The, the first thing is that it minimizes our own sin. I mean, we might confess that we are bad, but we're not that bad. We're not the kind of bad that deserves hell like other people. It only took us a little water to baptize us. It, o- it probably only takes a little suffering for Jesus to save us. And this pride kind of it minimizes our sinfulness. And the second thing that this pride does is that after it minimizes our sin, it results in a minimizing of our Savior. You see, the the sheep that don't wander off don't need someone to come and rescue them. The coin that doesn't fall off the table doesn't need someone to light a lamp and sweep the house to find them. The son that stays at home and does what the father demands doesn't need rescue. The healthy people don't need a doctor. And good people don't need a savior. Do you see this? So that our pride cuts us off from the gospel. The the promise of the forgiveness of sins is only sweet to people who need their sins to be forgiven. For people who know their sins. For people who have tasted the bitterness of death. Who have smelled the stench of their own sinfulness. Who know the voice of the devil echoing in their conscience. You see, Jesus, sinners doth receive. And so in these parables, He takes you and He puts you in the wilderness. The sheep that wandered off looking for greener pastures, dangling over the edge of the cliff, about to be devoured by a pack of wolves or starving to death, shivering and alone. He takes you and He puts you in the corner, covered with dust and crumbs and filth, lost in darkness. He puts you in the foreign country, poor, destitute, starving, longing to eat the slop that you're feeding to the swine. You see, Jesus puts us in the worst of all places, into that place that we spend our entire life avoiding. Jesus calls us sinners. 
real sinners who have really sinned, who have really hurt our neighbor, who have really wounded the people who are close to us, and have despised the gifts of God, both His temporal gifts in this earthly life and His eternal gifts that we find in His Word and His church. And we have done all of this sinning without being too troubled about it, all the while thinking that we are pretty good. Jesus wants us to know this. That's where He wants you. The sheep wandering off, the coin lost, the son in desti- uh, destitute and in trouble. Jesus wants you to know that you should, on the day of judgment, stand up by yourself with a bag full of your own sin to face God's holiness and to face His wrath. And that the sheep who wander should be left to their own. That this coin that's lost is not worth all of the trouble. That sinners ought to have what's coming to them. But then we get to the main thing in the parable, which is, in fact, not about us at all, but about Jesus. I mean, really, these parables should not be the parable of the lost sheep, but the parable of the seeking shepherd. It shouldn't be the parable of the lost coin, but the parable of the sweeping and finding widow. It shouldn't be the parable of the prodigal son, but about the welcoming father. Because Jesus, your Jesus, is not content to hand you over to your sin and to your death and to your devil, but He comes after you with an intensity of grace and compassion that is as unresting as it is unrelenting. Jesus is chasing you down from Mary's arms to the Jordan River to His suffering on the cross through the grave to the Father's right hand. Jesus is coming after you. And now in the Word and in the font and from the pulpit, Jesus is coming after you. In fact, today, Jesus is giving you another pastor to help track you down. (laughs) No, says Jesus, you will not die. No, says Jesus, you will not be apart from me and from my joy and from my life and from my kindness, from my kingdom and from my word and from my name, from my smile and from my kindness. You will not be apart from me. And he grabs you up in the wilderness of your sin and he carries you on the cross on his shoulder. He picks you up out of the corner and cleans off the dust and polishes you up. He baptizes you and he feeds you his body and his blood and he forgives gives all of your sins. That is what Jesus does for you, a sinner. Molly, it's what Jesus has done for you today. And dear saints, for you too. And then, something more. With Jesus, there's always more. There are, in these parables, a lot of strange things. Jesus asks, for example, which of you, having a hundred sheep, if one wandered off, would leave the ninety-nine out in the open country and go and find the one? And I suspect the answer is nobody would. You never would leave your sheep at risk for that. Which of you would spend hours looking for a nickel? This is not normal behavior. And the oddest thing of all is what happens at the end. There is a party. When the shepherd comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the sheep that was lost. 
And when she, the widow, found the coin, she called together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God in heaven over one sinner who repents. Now imagine this, joy over repentance. Think of a family. Think of this, imagine it. Think of a family with a child, and that child gets in trouble. He punches his brother in the face. And so the father comes along and he gives the, and he gives the child a spanking and sends him to his room to sit there on his bed until he's ready to apologize, to repent of his sin. So the boy sits there for a while and then decides to repent. So he comes down and he faces his own sin and he stands in front of his brother and he says, I'm sorry for punching you in the face. Okay, good. Now imagine the parents seeing this child apologizing to their brother, go into the refrigerator and bring out a huge cake (laughs) and put candles on it and say, children, come to the party. Wait, wait, they say, don't eat the cake yet. Go on the neighborhood and invite all of our neighbors and come to celebrate this great repentance of our child who apologized for hitting his brother in the face. Can you imagine that? That would be silly. He's supposed to apologize. That's the least that he can do, is apologize for his sins. And yet the Lord Jesus says that when we repent of our sins, that heaven explodes with joy. That the angels rejoice loudly. That Jesus smiles. That your repentance, if you can believe it, is the great joy of Jesus. This is how much He loves you. How much He delights in you. How much He will give you everything that you possibly could imagine and more in the forgiveness of sins and in life and salvation. Your repentance is the joy of heaven. And make no mistake that as we see our own sin today and see Jesus, that heaven itself is glad over this, over your baptism, Molly. As small a thing as it seems on earth, that heaven is exploding with joy inexpressible. And over you, dear saints, that you know your sin, and even more, that you know Jesus, This is heaven's delight, and it's our comfort, and it's our peace. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, 
Adult Bible Class, and Youth Sunday School at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in his grace.